Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Fashida. And I'm Jamie. So we haven't done it in like this kind of setting for a couple of weeks. So Yeah, we had a long Thanksgiving (laughs) break. (laughs) Yay. Well, not really. I mean, we were here. We just weren't doing this. Um, But yeah, so a lot of stuff's happened in the state house. Yes. Uh Do tell. (laughs) I don't want to, but I guess people out there care about it. So I guess. But um, no, so the... Now both the Senate and the House have passed their own versions of the Down syndrome abortion ban. These are different bills. Yes. Different bills. So it's House Bill 214 and Senate Bill 164. Which they don't like get combined no. later. No. So so yeah, so the House passed their bill, the Senate passed their bill, and in order for it to go to the governor, one or the other of them <laughs> has to pass the other chamber's bill. Do we have any? Do we have any reason as to why they're doing it that way? Egos. Okay. My, I, I don't know. My thought would be so that they can get at least one to the governor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Most of the time, it really comes down to the fact that everybody who works in that building. I mean, to run for office, you kind of have a, have to have a big ego. And exactly. um, think. <laughs> yeah. Think. And so you know, I want my name on this bill. I want my name yeah. on this bill. And then and then it becomes a fight of well, I want my bill to pass. No, I want my bill to pass. And so at some point, somebody has to swallow their pride and say somebody else's bill can pass. Yeah, that happened. happen. <laughs> right. No one likes to see the sausage made here. No, yeah, exactly. exactly. This is total sausage making. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, both of the bills have been referred to committee in the opposite chamber, but neither one of them have been scheduled for any hearings yet. And so, but this year is only the first year of the two-year legislative session. So if it doesn't get heard before they go away for their holiday December break, it doesn't mean that the bill dies. It'll still be waiting for us in January. Right. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens with those. I mean, we're also still waiting to see what the House is going to do with the Senate abortion method ban, the D&E ban. Right. That the Senate passed already and the House has done a couple, one hearing? Yeah, one hearing on. Okay. So, um, that's, that's the bill that we, uh, had those terrific handmaid's tale protests Mm -hmm. against back in the spring. Yes. When it was being heard in the Senate. Right. This was like March and April. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now that was the Senate it's moving to the house. Yes. So it had sponsored testimony the same time. I think they passed the Senate version of the, the down syndrome ban. Okay. And so Sounds that's, right. yeah, that's had one hearing. Um, so we're just waiting to see again if they'll continue to hold hearings on that bill in the House because it usually gets two or three hearings before it goes to the floor. Right. So it, once that gets through the House, because it is a Senate bill, it will go directly to Kasich's desk. Got it. So can can we talk about that one real yes. quick? Um, uh, this uh, abortion method ban... Mm-hmm. Um, there was a ruling. I'm, I'm throwing an audible into our under. No, <laughs> uh, there it's was a good audible. I like it. Uh, there was a ruling right before Thanksgiving from the state of Texas. Yes, uh, that blocked a Texas ban yes. that was basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. It might not have been like written word for word, but it was Nearly the same yeah. thing mm-hmm. as what the Ohio Senate passed 
mm-hmm. as the abortion method ban yes. earlier this year. Yeah. I think it's the fifth state that's done that. It's fourth or fifth. There have been several other states. I clearly don't know because when we sent out the email <laughs> the day before Thanksgiving, I was like, oh my God, Texas did this. It's so great. Now we have precedent. And it turns out there was already precedent. There was other states. So, um, <laughs> uh, so, so that now we have multiple states, yes. federal judges in each of these states saying no. This is an unconstitutional ban. It's a pre-viability ban. Mm-hmm. This violates women's rights. Um, you know, it, it goes against Roe. It goes against Planned Parenthood versus Casey. It goes against mm-hmm. Whole Woman's Health versus Hellerstead. This is not an acceptable yeah. abortion ban. Mm-hmm. Not that anymore. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're uh, actually all unconstitutional, as you also exactly. pointed out in that email yes. that you sent. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but this ruling from Texas is is fresh, mm-hmm. uh, and should give the Ohio House, uh, you know, some guidance yeah. on how to look at this thing if and when they decide to hold more hearings mm-hmm. on it, which they shouldn't because hey, it's unconstitutional. Yeah, actually, the hearing on the sponsor testimony on that bill was really interesting. Rashid and I had a conversation about this afterwards <laughs> because Bill cites a Republican who's voted against us every single time he's had an opportunity to do so. Right is rarely on the same side of me in, on any issue, frankly. I think the only <laughs> time in history was that he was actually opposed to the anti-union Senate Bill 2. Right. But he actually was very, very, very questioning of the sponsors of the bill on the constitutionality question. Absolutely. And he was not holding back. No, he was not. <laughs> it was very surprising because, like, of course, our Democrat friends were all, you know, asking questions and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, he's also got a very booming, and he comes from, I think, a theater background. Yeah. So he's really very theatrical. Right? Oh, I had no idea about that. Yeah. He's yeah, one of the most entertaining. Like, you really should go on, like, he, the Ohio channel and, like, watch his like best hits like we really should put together our greatest right. hits because I mean he is one of the most kind of like flamboyantly like active speakers yes. on the floor uh, yeah I, I don't I, I don't agree with him mm-hmm. but I always listen to what he has to yeah, say because it's highly entertaining <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean he gave one of the most entertaining speeches I think I've seen in a really long time on like why clean energy standards are awful I'm like I disagree with every word you're saying but this is very entertaining <laughs> at the moment um, but no, he was, he was very, I mean, he's just got a booming kind of loud, yeah. low voice that, a you know, yeah. older man it's has. It's almost and, like a Sherrod Brown gravelly, yeah. you know, yeah. he <laughs> smokes a very ton. Very distinct yeah. You normally voice, see him, yeah. you know, like out on the state uh-huh. steps, just uh-huh. sucking him down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was really, he went all after him and, you know, every time the sponsor of the bill would try to like tiptoe around it. And mm-hmm. finally he got sick and tired of them tiptoeing around. It was like, has any court <laughs> ruled in your favor and they of course still pussyfooted around it and we're like right. well we're gonna have to look that up exactly and I, I i was like a second grader like ooh, 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 call me call <laughs> me i know the answer no 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 they haven't right but yeah it was it was very entertaining i think everyone in the room was shocked by yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean but even sometimes they you know get tired of the foolishness you mm-hmm. know you're wasting our time too so yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that that's definitely the case. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's funny. You're volunteering the answer. I'd, he never asks a question. He doesn't know the answer to. Already. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. He is. <laughs> that's sort he of is entertaining, and he is very intelligent. He yes, is not absolutely. a stupid man, and that is yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm. He's not stupid, but he's just always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh huh. 
Uh, okay, so that's that's the D&E ban, the, mm-hmm. the abortion method ban. Which will ban abortions around 13-ish weeks, depending on the yeah. person. So it, it wipes out uh, Ohioans' access to second trimester abortions mm-hmm. uh, because it's specifically banning the safest method of abortion in the second trimester. Yes. It's the procedure the doctors choose to use because they've looked at all the different possible you know, methods, and they said, oh, this is the safest one. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so if women need abortion in the second trimester, if this passes, they would have to go to other states. Yes. But, or doctors would be forced to use a less safe, less right. tested method. But since so many states right? have had this blocked, we know that if it passes in Ohio, taxpayer dollars will go to a court battle that then Ohio mm-hmm. will inevitably lose. Yes. Because it's unconstitutional. <laughs> Led by the 100% anti-choice and running for governor dude, Mike DeWine, <clears throat> because he's the attorney general, uh, current attorney general. So he would be leading that charge, defending the state and wasting taxpayer dollars on defending this unconstitutional Which he apparently bill. loves to do. Yeah. Oh, it's his favorite thing. <laughs> right. I mean, he cost the state, I think it was over $100,000 on the Oglefeld Gay marriage case. I think it was like two hundred thousand or something in attorney fees at the end of that. That we that the state had to pay the attorneys that were fighting for <coughs> marriage equality. They had to pay forty five thousand dollars to Planned Parenthood after his. Yep. You know, let's run and yell about Planned Parenthood not dealing with field tissue correctly, but they were completely within the law and doing the same exact thing that our state prisons do. Right. So yeah, he loves just wasting our taxpayer dollars doing stupid stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Now he wants to be governor. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Fun. But that's not the only thing that's been happening in the state house. Yay. Bashida and I <laughs> Bashida and I missed it. So you should talk about what happened on Wednesday and how much fun you had at the state house, Gabriel. <sighs> <laughs> he doesn't wanna. Do I have to? <laughs> right. Yeah, we would like to know. Gabe yeah. actually has the distinct honor of I think being the only person now who has been at every single one, because I've now missed a couple. Every single one of the hearings on all of the iterations of the six-week ban. Uh, since 2011. Yes, exactly. This yeah. is, wow. <laughs> and it's not all the hearings. It's the hearings and oh, all of yes. the press conferences <laughs> that they used to call, where oh literally one other reporter would be, it would, it would be me and Ohio Public Radio's Joe Ingalls <laughs> sitting in the audience, an audience of two... <laughs> As they conducted this big press conference, uh, you know, sometimes they would have half a dozen speakers up at a podium and they were recording it. So if you're watching the video of these press conferences, these heartbeat bill press conferences, they would stand up there and talk about how much they hate abortion, how they're going to ban abortion and, you know, whatever their their shtick was that Mm -hmm. week. And then they would look out onto the wide audience and be like, does anyone have any questions? And me and Joe would just kind of look at each other like, oh, (laughs) do you? We'd be the entire audience. They've done so many gimmicks. Uh, and the, the bill, uh, the six-week abortion ban, introduced first in 2011, failed, brought back two years later, failed again. It's been voted down in the Ohio House. It's been vetoed by Governor Kasich. Um, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Right. It was passed by the state of North Dakota. North Dakota federal judges uh, blocked it. They took it to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, no, we agree with the federal judges. We're going to let this one be. They didn't hold, you know, mm-hmm. there's no yeah. Supreme Court decision because they didn't even give it, it wasn't you know, it, an yeah. opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's been blocked at every level, at every opportunity. It's never going to pass. And so they introduced it again. again. If you don't succeed the first time, you try again and again and again, right? That's yeah. the plan. Uh, That's so, their plan, I guess. Right. <laughs> Uh, so Representative Christina Hagan yes. uh, and mm-hmm. Representative Ron Hood uh, are the current sponsors of the legislation. They're, mm-hmm. sh- you know, schlepping this thing out again. Um, and this uh, this hearing was uh, proponent testimony. So it was the usual suspects, <laughs> people that we've seen before, mm-hmm. um, all coming out to give the same lame, uh, you know, testimony. Yeah. Thankfully, the chairman, I wish this had been in place years back, limited them <laughs> each to five minutes. Uh, I'm so grateful for that. They stood up. They gave the thing. Representative Nikki Antonio gets the shout out. Uh, she's our, our star of the week. Yay. Um, she, uh, uh, you know, she was the one that was leading the charge to question these witnesses and say, hey, you know, isn't this unconstitutional? Aren't you promoting legislation that's going to get blocked and it's going to cost taxpayers money? And then uh, when a, a member of the clergy got up, she, you know, really point, pointedly asked him, what is your church doing to support children in your community mm-hmm. They need access to Medicaid. Nice. Are you advocating for them to get access to Medicaid dollars? Um, are you advocating for rape survivors to get access Absolutely. to comprehensive sexual health care? You know, are you pushing for comprehensive sex education to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to help youth make smart decisions? She really, uh, you know, stuck these questions to him. And of course, the you know. The questions uh, were all answered in, in the most, you know, worthless way, mm-hmm. um, becoming offensive, especially to the point when uh, he was responding on her question about how do you assist survivors of rape? You mm. know, this bill does yeah, not have no. rape exceptions. <laughs> he used the phrase God's plan oh, uh, to explain how they help women to... <clears throat> go ahead and have their rapist baby because oh my gosh in his eyes it's god's plan huh. yeah that's uh yeah so that's <laughs> that's the low lights of the committee hearing wow. um so uh you know i i talked to a couple of reporters after the event was over i got to be on tv again Yay. um <laughs> uh making the point hey this was vetoed mm-hmm. 11 months and 16 days ago. I like that you counted that. I did <laughs> exactly. notice that. <laughs> I found a really handy online date calculator. Oh, there you go. Um, I didn't have to like count them out. Um, it but, just sounds you know, so much better though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the governor vetoed this mm-hmm. less than a year ago. Yes, the, that's the crazy. rabidly anti-abortion governor vetoed this abortion Mr. 18 ban. abortion restrictions vetoed this one. Yes. Right. This bill isn't wow. going anywhere. Uh, you know, privately between me and the reporters after the camera was off, they were like, what are these guys doing? This bill isn't going anywhere. I said, no. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I wish they knew that. You know, everybody in the state house understands that this piece of legislation, yeah. while a horrible threat to, you know, women mm-hmm. and families right. across the state of Ohio. Poses actually the least amount of threat because the well, other yeah. ones are way more like like last year when they did veto it he vetoed that with the same pen that he then turned to and signed the twenty week ban into law right so you know yeah it definitely is I also find it very interesting like I can't imagine that the governor is like put this on my desk put this on my desk because like two weeks ago three weeks ago he told the New York Magazine that everyone should take a chill pill on abortion <laughs> what is up with 
John Kasich and the the teenage expressions. Chill, chill. Well, know. and it's funny because I was... How do you do, fellow kids? Yes. <laughs> well, it's hilarious because when I tried to find the citation for you yesterday, I just typed Kasich chill pill into Google. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a common phrase he uses. He used it on abortion. He wants to be hip. He used it on abortion. <laughs> Last summer, he used it to tell all the Republicans that they needed to take a chill pill about a contested convention. And then before that, earlier in 2016, he told everybody that the Republicans needed to take a chill pill on gay rights. Don't so, have a cow, man. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny because when you look at what three things mo- in the last year he's told people to take a chill pill on, it's all the controversial shit that yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about because right. he's not the moderate that he pretends to be out there. And if you make him talk about this stuff, he doesn't look like the moderate. So if everybody just takes a chill pill on all these things, right. he can pretend that he's this crazy moderate out there doing good. Crazy moderate. He is a crazy moderate. He's not a moderate. That's, he's just crazy. That's, yeah, that's pretty accurate. He is uh-huh. a crazy. He's yeah. not a normal moderate. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> not at all. But I, I do find, though, to transition us to the next topic by talking a little bit more about this topic for a yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I do find the ministers talking about God plan and rape and everything kind of consistent with them because you look at... It's consistently awful. Yeah, consistently <laughs> awful because they're all consistently awful. Right. But Janet Folger-Porter, the person who is leading the charge on this bill and has been leading the charge, our BFF on this bill since... She created two, the bill. Mm-hmm, in 2011. She's not a legislator. She's just a... You know, an extremist, lobbyist, whatever. Yeah. Wrote the legislation. Check her out on Right Wing Watch. There's a lot of stuff on her there. But um, she is the head faith leader down in Alabama defending Roy Moore against these accusations of child molestation and sexual abuse. Defending Roy Moore. Yes. Calling these women's (laughs) stories fake. Yeah saying that she's known him forever and he's not like that and all those things. How is she a faith leader? She's not a clergy member. She's just like... She runs faith to action. (laughs) She makes herself a faith leader. So, yeah, she led a press conference with like 20 different other faith leaders, which included Elizabeth Johnston, who is the activist mommy wife of Dr. Patrick Johnston. She was down there? Yes, she was right behind her in the press conference. Oh, I didn't know this. Yes. (laughs) So Elizabeth Johnston, who is constantly outside of our abortion clinics protesting and is just another awful, awful person. Yes. Um, But she she was there. There were ministers from all over the place there. They did this whole press conference about how the faith faith community was behind Roy Moore. You know, if your faith involves supporting pedophiles, you... Something needs to be reevaluated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. seriously. But if you dig one step deeper to last year's introduction, last session's introduction. Okay. Remember who was there at the press conference when Christina Hagen introduced the Heartbeat Ban in 2015? Was this the Duggars? It was the Duggars. <laughs> it was all the Duggars. It was all the Duggars. They brought their Dugger bus. Are you serious? And I all of the that. Duggars were in the state house with Christina Hagen. And what has the wow. oldest Duggar been accused of doing now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there seems to be this oh my trend here that's developing a little bit. Which yeah. Like this is another reason this bill just needs to go hypocrite. away. Mm-hmm. You were saying one thing, but completely doing something else behind closed doors. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And covering it up. I mean, exactly. the Duggar family covered that up. And Janet's trying to cover up what Roy Moore is doing. I mean, it's just... 
how can you say that you are moral, that you care about babies, that you do any of the stuff you say you do when you're out there talking like you are about this issue? It's just... Right. <sighs> so Josh Duggar, mm-hmm. the Duggar who was committing the uh, you know sexual abuse of his... Sisters. Sister and sister's friend, I think. I thought it was a kid's babysitter. No, it was yeah. a sister. It was a yeah. sister, yeah. Something... Inappropriate. Very. Yes, very. Um, he was working for the Family Research Council, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, that just makes it. So, yeah, so <laughs> then we transition to our next topic. Glad the, you're reading my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was also the organization that sponsored the fundraiser for yes. former state representative Wes Goodman. Right. When he was accused of. F- sexual molestation of an 18-year-old yes. in his hotel room. I guess the kid woke up. Um, he had fallen asleep, and he woke up, and he had Wes Goodman had unbuttoned and unzipped his pants and was fondling him Yeah, when he woke up. So this is former state representative who quit, was it two weeks ago now, three weeks ago now, when a story had broken that he had had... Um, from what it seems, consensual sex in his state house office with another man. Mm-hmm. This is a very conservative, I mean, Family Research Council right. endorsed, um, well, not endorsed, I don't think, but supportive. Um, candidate married, you know, was very much that gay people are wrong, I abortion is wrong, LGBTQ everything is wrong, all of that. but was, I guess, leading the secret life in which he was having some consensual sex with men, but also then also sexually abusing people and sending, I guess, illicit text messages to various people. In right. Wow. This, it, it sounds like if you're familiar with the entire Kevin Spacey uh, storyline, yeah. this was basically the same plot, you know, living his life as a straight married man. I mean, Kevin Spacey, you know, I think was more progressive on these issues. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. this representative Wes Goodman was horrible on these mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Um, but you know, then behind the scenes, carrying out a very different life, carrying out a very different life. I found it quite interesting though. If you guys have watched house of cards that Kevin Spacey's character actually was a bisexual who slept with men and mm-hmm. women. And that was actually his true life. Like mm-hmm. that, I found that kind of, I don't know, kind of in- interesting. That he could play it on TV, but wasn't truthful about it out loud. Um, until these allegations yeah. came out, and then you wanted to pull mm-hmm. that card and yeah. use it as a way to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that when the West Goodman stuff start, first started to break, and that he was being fired for having consensual sex with another person in his state house office, and that was the only part of the story, I I, I gave it a little side eye because yeah. I don't have explicit knowledge of that happening, but you got to know that that's happened before in yeah. that building. Like, yeah, absolutely. People are there late. They're away from their family. You know, like stuff like that happens I mean, in those environments. Still? So like the fact that I'm not saying it's okay, but like nobody else has ever gotten fired for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say he's still bold to do it because I would yeah. be like, no, I'm not. No, no. You don't, <laughs> like no. this is your building, your <laughs> office, your place of employment. People come in here. You mm-hmm. don't know who's working late. So you have to be pretty bold to be, able, yeah, be yeah. able to do that. Mm-hmm. Or you just don't care. Yeah. But but yeah, I to be clear, care. the the official position of Mayoral Pro Choice Ohio <laughs> is do not have sexual activity Absolutely. in your office. No, <laughs> your at office. your place of appointment, no. or in the state house. <laughs> no, but but this, just so that we're clear yes. on this. 
But the side eye was from the fact that that most likely happened at other times. Other yeah, people know of other I, instances I of that happening in that building, and no one else has been fired for that. Of course, then the rest of the story unfolded, and it was very clear that, yes, he should have been immediately asked to resign exactly. and right. should have. Uh, the Speaker of the House knew about it. The Family Research Council knew about mm-hmm. it. James Dobson knew about it. Yeah, Same all these people knew about all this stuff. The Duggar family. Yeah. Yes. And he ran. I mean, this was when he was like first running for office. This was years ago. Right. Not many years, but it was a couple of years ago. So right. you're looking at, at this cover up of the story for the last, you know, couple of years right. by these people. I mean, they still allowed him to continue to run and allowed him to continue this right. political yeah. career knowing what he had done to that 18 year old at that event. Right. And this isn't the only scandal to hit the Ohio legislature. Senator Cliff Height, oh boy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he uh, was accused uh, of inappropriate activity with uh, a legislative staffer there. Uh, we know that he left. Mm-hmm. Um, we should mention uh, the head of the Ohio Senate caucus, uh, yeah. Democratic caucus. He left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there have been several situations uh, in the legislature. Obviously, nationally, we've all been watching Matt Lauer yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Garrison Keeler. It just, you know, keeps Charlie coming and coming and coming. Those, Charlie yeah. Rose. <clears throat> um, it's, I, you know, it, as a guy watching this, um, you know, I, I do think it's good that this negative behavior is being exposed. Uh, you know, I, I was cheering on Uma Thurman uh, who's you know one of my favorite actresses? Um, <laughs> when she posted to Instagram, uh, telling Harvey Weinstein that she's glad that this is taking a long time, <laughs> and she said a bullet would be too swift, right. you know? Yeah. Um, because it, this is one of these things where it, you know, this behavior has to be fully exposed, mm-hmm. um, and you know we we need some some strong examples here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see it as like, you know, I have a young daughter. She's six. I'm thinking in my mind, maybe this will help her generation be able to speak up much sooner mm-hmm. and not be afraid of the repercussions of speaking up because look what's happening right now with everyone who's being exposed or being fired or, you know, asked to resign because of their behavior. Whereas maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was just swept under the rug. Yeah. 10 or 15 weeks ago. Yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's so very true. That's it's so shocking true. how fast this is happening. I know, yeah. right? All yeah. over. Mm-hmm. I do find it interesting, though, that it seems, well, I guess at the state house level with the major allegations that have come up, like people have left. But nationally, politically, they're not. I mean, everyone that's been accused, I mean, frankly, Roy, Roy, Roy Moore, I can't say that fast, right. is most likely going to get elected. With these huge allegations of molesting children. And they are huge, absolutely. Whenever you're accused of something as serious as molesting a child, like, who's taking that as a joke? Like, mm-hmm. who's not taking it serious enough? Yeah. Clearly a lot of people. Yeah, but, I mean, the voters there are saying, I would rather put a child molester in there than vote for a Democrat. I mean, there have even been stories where it's like, well, you know, the other guy, the Democrat, I can't think of his name right now, is actually, um, he's pro-choice. He believes in abortion, and, and that makes him worse than a child molester. I'm like, really? That's, that's what you're going to say? So, you know, it, it Doug seems... Doug Jones. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Doug Jones was like, uh, it was like, it's a very, like, basic like <laughs> man's name, Doug right. Jones. But, 
Yeah, so you see all these Matt Lowers. I mean, Gareth Keeler's already gone, so... But, you know, Charlie Rose, all these kind of national media figures immediately being fired and, you know, shown the door and pushed out. But then you get, you know, Al, the Al Franken and oh, I'm forgetting the other Democratic, the Michigan. John Conyers. Yes, John Conyers. <clears throat> pictured his face, couldn't remember his name. All of these folks that, you know, have allegations against them that are probably fairly similar. I mean, they're all workplace sexual harassment claims from what it sounds like that are just still there. So it seems to be that, you know, if you're this public media person over here, you're immediately getting fired. But Yeah, their company has more to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, even with Kevin Spacey, you know, uh, House of Cards pulled out on him. Like Netflix, Yeah, that actually surprised the crap out of me. more to lose, if you ask me. But then look who we have as a president. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So when it comes to the political yeah. part of it, it's like, oh, whatever, you know. We're just mm-hmm. going to let it go and continue to vote yeah. for this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, may- maybe that's... That's an important angle. You know, I I think mm-hmm. Brian Williams was fired because, you know, all of whoever the companies are that are advertising in the Today Show, mm-hmm. I don't know who it is, you know. Right. Tide laundry detergent. Yeah. Right, uh, absolutely. You know, Ford, Chevy, whoever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Putting their products up there doesn't want their products next to. Associated with this mm-hmm. particular yeah. individual. Right. right. Absolutely. The companies that own these products and brands that don't want themselves associated are also making massive contributions to Political these legislators. Mm-hmm. That is and, true. you know, maybe that's, that's the angle is to say, you know, hey, mm-hmm. whatever company. That's you a know, good idea. We should, we should go to Open Secrets know. and look that stuff up. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know who's <laughs> contributing to what legislator, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But when it comes to um, the media portion of it, you know, we seem to know a lot more. You are able to see mm-hmm. it and find out a lot more. So that is very interesting. Right. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and I think, I think on, on the, the personal level of things, um, setting an example, you know, using this as a, a, a point for change. We talked about this um, you know, when, when the Harvey Weinstein thing had mm-hmm. first come out uh, and the Me Too campaign, you know, mm-hmm. really sort of uh, blossomed. Um, and, you know, I, I was sitting here with, with Annie and Kelly uh, and I said, you know, I, I think that this is an opportunity for, you know, for men to have, you know, for fathers specifically mm-hmm. to have discussions. And I don't think you can explain the entire thing away as just people didn't, you know, they weren't raised right. But, you know, I've, I've kind of been... I create an analogy for everything in my head. And so I've been comparing this to riding a bicycle. And and I feel like they're, you know, learning proper behavior is mm-hmm. like learning to ride a bike. Some people get it naturally, but right. most of us have to be taught how mm-hmm. to have proper behavior. Um, you know, and uh, I think if you crash the bicycle, you're going to get hurt. And mm-hmm. if you stop you know, practicing proper behavior, you're going to hurt. And if you do it around somebody else, they're going to get hurt too. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think about as a dad, how much time we took to teach our kids how to ride a bicycle. And, you know, then how much time do you take with your child to teach them, you know, bodily autonomy and consent, bodily autonomy right. and consent. Respect and, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it, it takes that much, you know, mm-hmm. or more actual personal instruction, you know, the, the people who are committing infractions now, it's pretty much too late for them. They can mm-hmm. say that they're going to change, but adios, right. you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's something that we need to be 
teaching to young children. This is why when we talk about comprehensive sex education, we throw the label on there, age appropriate. Because you can have age appropriate comprehensive sex education at the preschool Mm -hmm. level. It's, hey, don't hug somebody if they don't want to be hugged. Ask them before you... Let's stop forcing our kids to hug people they may not want to hug. You don't have to hug your uncle at Thanksgiving. If you don't want to. (laughs) You can say no and he should respect you for that. Exactly. This is the basic Mm -hmm. level we're changing these behaviors start. And if people can start to understand that, if we can build a narrative around yeah, this. Yeah, if we can stop sexualizing everything and actually mm-hmm. see that um, our kids need the proper education um, and start yeah. early, then yeah, I think that we can make a world of change. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And also just those little messages. I, I think back to, you know, when boys started acting goofy around girls in middle school mm-hmm. and an experience I had where one of them was just being a complete jerk because... I guess that's how boys show they like girls. So that was what my teacher told me. You're like, oh, he's just acting like that because he likes you. And Yeah, that's he, what we do. Yeah. <laughs> but the, we, but, we will readily admit that. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, his behavior wasn't crossing a line, but I could see in a very similar situation where he was, you know, oh, he grabbed my skirt or he, you know, and that whole boys will be boys. Oh, he's just trying to show you he likes you. Oh, he, you know, excusing that behavior so often yeah. because right. it's, oh, it's just so innocent. He's just, you know, yeah, 12. It's, it's, it's that you can't, you can't dismiss <clears throat> minor infractions, early infractions as yes. innocent. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also something similar to, uh, like later levels of sex education, it it does need to be taught to everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's not something that you can say, oh, my kid's a good kid. He doesn't need to know mm-hmm. this. Exactly. That's what <laughs> you think. Exactly. <laughs> you know, be, because it, as a guy, there, there's, I feel like there's this big question out there of, is this really how men are or are men good? And then they've learned this negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> I... I I got to admit it mm-hmm. it's how guys are and and they have to be taught mm-hmm. that behavior you know is incorrect and here's yeah how you ride the bicycle you know yeah. here's <laughs> how you have proper behavior mm-hmm. it has to be taught to everybody yeah, and and absolutely. some just like a bicycle somebody you know some kids are going to get it naturally mm-hmm. some kids maybe the lessons aren't yeah you know maybe they're just extra, but Mm -hmm. they're always necessary. And that's the change in thinking. It's not, you know, hey, my kid's in high school and he just touched, you know, touched another kid. Now he needs some correction. That is too late. You know, Mm -hmm. for for Matt Lauer, you're, you know, you're 30 years too late. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, my kid's in preschool and, you know, he grabbed the other little girl's skirt that is the prime time when you need to start talking to kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> such, such fabulously yeah, warm, exactly. fuzzy topics this week on the podcast. Gabe, tell us what fabulous things we're doing. Okay. Uh, who wants to sing? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Let's get on. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Right. I do it so piss poorly to Randy, but whatever. <laughs> I still uh, have to hear how she does it. I'll we'll have to play an old one. Yeah, we have audio of that. Yeah, yeah, we should just like, start splicing it in, Gabriel. Right. Uh, okay, so this uh, this weekend, um, Annie up in uh, Toledo is going to be leading a, uh, a volunteer action. Uh, you can find information about it. Um, excuse me on our uh, on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. 
Uh, go to the events tab. Uh, December 2nd, uh, folks are meeting at SIP Coffee, 3160 Markway Road, Toledo, Ohio, uh, at 1130. Uh, and Annie's going to be leading folks to educate the community, mm-hmm. the neighborhoods yep. in Toledo uh, about what's happening with Capital Care Network, Toledo's last mm-hmm. remaining abortion provider. Yes. Uh, it needs a transfer agreement with ProMedica. Mm-hmm. They could sign the piece of paper at no cost to them, no additional mm-hmm expectations or requirements hand that over to the clinic the clinic gets to stay open everybody gets to continue getting health care from their chosen health care provider yes um promedica is not yet doing that so uh annie's up there leading the charge uh to to help people in toledo understand yes. why mm-hmm. um so she needs volunteers if you'd like to volunteer if you're in toledo this weekend uh check that out we'll put the link to uh, this event specifically in the show notes um, December 4th preterm, uh, is hosting a, uh, an event called know the signs identifying human trafficking. That's Monday, December 4th at 6 PM. Um, the link to that's on our, uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, December 5th is the December meeting of the repro rights happy hour. Um, that is going to be at the St. James Tavern. We're returning there after yes. their, uh, fire of earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Tuesday, December 5th at 6 p.m. In Columbus. Uh, in Columbus, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, December 7th, there is a Repro Rights Organizing meeting uh, down in Cincinnati. Uh, I think we're uh, supporting Planned Parenthood in that action. Yes. Um, and then December 17th, the last one I got here, is Crafternoon, if you like crafting, uh, in the <laughs> afternoon. Uh, Holy in Craft uh, in Columbus. Uh, December 17th, that's a Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, events on the Facebook page or in the show notes. Cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, that's it for us. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.